Hi. I'm telling you guys, I need to figure out a way to get the intro to where I can bring myself into the picture when that breakdown comes in so I can just dance to that a little, little more before the show actually starts. Because I, I really want to hear that every time it comes on. I'm like, I've got to go full screen now. Fuck. Can't keep them waiting. But, you know, it's okay. My problem. Speaking of problems... This Monday has brought its fair share. The weekend brought its fair share. Do I have a stream deck? Yes, I do. And I, I could do it. I know I could do it. It would be easy to go. I, I, know, I know how to do it. I just have to do it. Basically, I just have to turn on a, uh, just put the source in, you know, be easy. So it would be super easy. I just haven't done it. And Orkin Bill Hicks has made me yeah, multi-action can make that happen, but I already have the multi-action for that thing, and I don't want to make another one. It doesn't need, doesn't need to happen, because it's only adding one element to that. Um, I'm a professional tech support guy. I know what I'm doing, but I appreciate you. Yeah, ex exactly. Yes. I, I, I know my way inside and out of the Stream Deck and OBS and everything else, and uh, I do run a professional tech support for streamers' business. Got it. But I appreciate you. Bill Hicks has been part of the intro for two years now, almost. Um, but yeah, I love me some Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is fucking amazing. Um, so the weekend, I, I, I worked four days in a row again, and I streamed two nights, uh, that I wouldn't normally stream. I streamed Friday night after working, um, which is weird. And then I streamed Saturday night to fill in for Bicycle Death on the Friday 13th stuff with someone you were here for. Um, you did your first tech support gig yesterday? Dude, it's the best. It's the best because it, 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 it checks all the boxes. You get to help people, and in the best situations, your mic doesn't stick to your hair. In the best situations, um, you learn something. It's, it's just it's, it's an amazing thing, dude. It really is. So good for you, dude. Like it, it, hopefully, this is a, a first in a long line, and once you get that shit on your resume, you'll be able to do tech support as long as you want to. Sometimes the hardest part is getting that first gig, and dude, good for you, man. How are you doing? Uh, the lady was sick all weekend. The kid was sick all weekend. Um, and I was working like crazy. But, I, but despite that, I had a pretty good work weekend, thank goodness. And the Friday the 13th stream I was really worried about because I was coming right off of work. I basically shut down my work computer, started the stream. And I was so scared because... It wasn't just a regular stream for us. You know, we were doing something that there was an expectation around a, a certain, you know, dogma, like a ritual that we've all done with Bicycle Death before. And there have been other guest streamers, like George did it. Um, but there was, a, there was an expectation of how that's going to go. And I was oh, fuck. And it was weird. Like, I taught Bike how to isolate audio for himself. Because in that game, when we do the stream, Whoever's Jason needs to be deafened uh, in Discord, which is easy enough. And, and Vicious, thank goodness, he, he's one of the admins of his Discord, so we just were able to do that there. But when I became Jason, uh, Friday the 13th was giving me this thing where like, it locks the mouse. So the only way to unlock the mouse to tab out to get to VB Audio was to... Uh, I had to change the, the uh, resolution to... It was so dumb, and I got to figure out a better way to do it. 
I have to do some research on it. And I got to talk to Matt and the boys over at Gun to see if there's something I'm missing with that the way that game actually processes mouse lock and shit. But other, but other than that, it was fucking amazing. It was so much fun and uh, really grateful that I did it. And even though it is stressful at times, um, streaming after work really helps me break up the work week if I have to work four in a row like that. Because I work 11-hour days, as a lot of you guys know. So it's good stuff. The ladies feeling better. Kids feeling better. I took a long-ass shower this morning, which I really, really needed. and. Uh, Feeling pretty good today. And after we have our talk today, as we always do on Mondays, um, I am finally going to come back to a game that I've been telling you guys for two and a half years I'm going to come back to on stream. We're going to be playing some Deus Ex Mankind Divided. I finally, like this morning, I spent two hours fucking around with settings to be able to stream the game where it's going to look at least decent in stream because it's a weird resource hog. It's a weird thing. And word of the wise, kids, um, and, and this is more about me forgetting what settings I had changed for my offline play than it is about OBS. I forgot that I had taken the field of view and jacked it way up. <sighs> Never underestimate the impact field of view has on game capture in OBS. When I, I just reset all that shit to defaults and then change the settings I needed to change. And it's almost perfect. There's still going to be some frame rate drops here and there, but I don't care about that. That's going to happen on some level. But I was worried about, because I didn't want to have to stream it at 60 frames per second uh, in the game and then do 30 in OBS, because that's too janky. I can't get it to go down to 30 frames the way the settings are, which is stupid. Because I'd be willing to make that sacrifice. Do 30 frames in game, do 30 frames on OBS. That's fine. But you can't do it. The lowest this thing will go is 60, which is cool. But I had to, like, fuck around with everything else to get it where it needs to be. And, but I got it. Fucking got it. Pretty happy about that. Can't really complain at all. So, pretty stoked. that we have our little talk this morning, we're gonna, you know, do our thing, do our thing. Orkin says... Lady had a USB charge cord that her electric heat uh, register had melted, causing it to short. And so our computer turned itself off as soon as it tried to boot. I definitely hope it's the first of many She's working on starting a local business. Uh, I can at least save ours when I've been building for 15 years, like 27. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need certifications really. Like, like the sometimes the in, like my in was. Because I had a customer service background at a certain point, and I got in with a, a cellular carrier, which I had that job for about three years. And I was able to move really quickly through the ranks because I demonstrated a technical aptitude, and they got me into their tech support, and I, that's where I stayed most of the time I was there. And being able to put that kind of thing on my resume is where I got the job that I have now. And then between that and just knowing what I'm doing with streaming, which, again, was an osmosis thing, learning by doing, um... You know, it really gets me in this place where I'm kind of, I can do a little bit of everything. I know a lot about PCs. I know a lot about Macs. I know a lot about iPhones. I know a lot about uh, Android phones. I know a lot about, PC, you know, uh, software stuff. My, my, uh, my strength is in software troubleshooting and odd behavior. That's my big thing. So social media word of mouth is definitely the way to go. Um, it is a struggle to be, to get the exposure. Because that's for creators. A shitload of streamers know about it. 
Um, but it's something where making it to where when someone runs a search and they come up with this thing, that that's where it gets to be a bit, it's a little harder. So one of the things that I need to go back and work on is uh, search engine optimization for the website. And hopefully we'll start getting it there. So I know how to do that stuff. I just haven't taken the time. And that's the biggest thing when it comes to spreading the word about anything that you're doing, whether it's for fun or for work or whatever, you have to put in the time to get the result that you want. Because you can be the most highly skilled person in your field, but if no one knows about it, you know, and that's something that I'm struggling with as well. And I'm sure Orkin is, is, has a similar thing. And uh, send me a DM on Discord, dude. I think I have something to talk to you about, man. Um, so today, and this kind of leads right in what we're talking about today. I want to know what you guys are the most passionate about. And the reason that this came up, it, it, it's Bicycle Death's fault, dude. Bicycle Death, 100%. We were um, talking last night on his stream, and he put out a challenge to me, and that's, well, anybody, but mainly Jim. Because he is showing me all this like collectible stuff he had for Wizards and Warriors, which is a great game uh, for the NES. And he's like, I want to, I want to see you nerd out about something like that. Because he see, he, I think he just really secretly likes to watch me nerd out about stuff. So we're going to talk about all the shit that I nerd about and um, and just kind of have some fun with it. Maybe some things that maybe you didn't know, or some things you do know, and stuff like that. So it's not going to be about any one thing. It's just going to be about passion and what it is that that drives me and kind of where it came from without going into a crazy amount of detail. So that's what we're doing today. I want you guys to start thinking about what you are most into, what you are most passionate about, and just vomit it right into the chat there, and we'll talk about it. I want to know what motivates you guys, what makes you really, what gets you going, what makes your dick hard, what makes your pussy wet, what makes your nipples hard, what makes your hair stand up on the back of your neck, and, you know, let me know. I want to know. So seeing some of you in chat, I have an idea about what some of you are passionate about, but I challenge you to, if it's something I already know about, tell me why. If it's something I don't know about, like, push it. Like, tell me why. So, <sighs> the big one, the easy one, is gaming um, for me. I started playing video games when I was, like, five? Five years old or something you know i've told these stories at length but we started off we had this black and white pong console black and white tv with pong built into it and that was one of the first games i ever played and my parents had that before i was born and you know just in the kitchen be playing pong and shit and then the next thing i remember is playing i'm not sure which one came first pac-man on an atari at my grandparents or donkey kong on a ColecoVision at my aunt and uncle I'm not sure who had it first or which one I got a chance to play first, but it's one of those two. But the one that stuck the most is Donkey Kong because that was the console that our family kind of latched onto. My grandparents had the Atari, and we eventually got an Atari much later. Um, and I just, I just I fell in love. I played as much as I possibly could. My parents were very good about not making me, not letting me like sit the way I do now. <laughs> But then again, the games didn't really lend themselves to these long play sessions either. So it was kind of good in that sense. Um, but when it really, really stuck as something that I independently was into was when the NES came out. I saw it. I was like, this is pretty cool. 
But the game that really stuck was like Ninja Gaiden. Something about that game just resonated. It was fast. The music was amazing. And what I may not have realized at the time, it just it didn't quite... Because I was already in, in the metal by that point, but it just it, I guess it didn't register. That subliminally, the music for Ninja Gaiden 89 for NES, it's very heavy metal. Very heavy metal in terms of like the way that it's structured, the way that it hits. But I think in the back of my mind, because music was such a big passion of mine, but it was still a budding one, I hadn't really latched onto it yet. Ninja Gaiden kind of bridged these two things. And... Uh, in a way that I'll, I'll never forget. You know, there's certain things that kind of link together. And I'll always, when someone says NES, the first thing that comes to mind is Ninja Gaiden logo. First thing. Very first thing. Because that game, playing it at a buddy's house, is what sold me on needing an NES. Every, every other game I played for it, for the most part, was great. But I always come back to Ninja Gaiden, man. Always, 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 always. And, uh, and it just kind of grew. You know, and I never really lost the taste for video games, I kind of put them by the wayside for a while when, I, when music kind of took over as a, as a hobby. But I always come back to it. I always come back to it. E- like, even when I think I'm done with it, I come back to it. And uh, I love it so much because it's something you can do alone. It's something you can do with friends. It's something... Video games are like, in many ways, what sports are for other people. In that, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, there's a good chance in today's day and age that you can find someone to talk about games with. Even just as generally, the games, how awesome they are, right? And I think that's a big part of why I've always stuck with gaming, because metal, you can find metalheads place, places, but not everybody's going to like latch on to that, you know? Or can say in uh, King's Quest Wolfenstein 3D on DOS 5. Yeah. Um, I started on the Sierra online games. We had an Apple II GS, and we had all the Sierra games, and we rebought them for PC when we got a PC in like 88, 89, and then played them over again, which is really cool. Um, and my dad and I played them together. It was like a huge bonding thing for me and my dad. The Sierra online games, man, like, oh, Adventure games are so good. When we finally got Wolfenstein 3D, which would have been like 90, I think. Oh, love Wolfenstein 3D, dude. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because I have it on Steam, and I, uh, I need to figure out a way to stream that reliably in a way that works. Um, what I mean by that is that there's no controller support for it that I'm aware of, um, which is fine. And, like, I can get it to display, I can get it to work in OBS, but, like, the control scheme is weird, and I just haven't, every time I think about it, right, every time I think about it, I don't have the time to really sit and fuck with it, or I'm too tired, or whatever. So sometime this week, I'm going to sit and figure it out. Yeah, the controls are super easy, dude. Like, they're super easy. I used to play, the way I used to play it was I'd use um, the numpad for all my directions, and I had, like, the space bar and shit. But alt-tabbing out of that game to do other stuff, that's where you get into problems because it's a DOS box game. Um, that's where it becomes a problem. Like, for me, my sprint key was always five. And I would have it on toggle, I think. Or I'd, it, was, it was interesting. It was, it was a, to me, that's a superior way to control your direction than WASD or arrow keys. Because if you have 
that, you can use your sprint key as the five and just kind of control everything right there. And then you have this whole left hand. Because I'm uh, selectively ambidextrous in that my left hand is my dominant hand for many things. My right hand is dominant for everything else. Um, it's really weird. It's really weird. Bicycle of death. Bicycle of death. My throat's a little dry, so I can't do a good... Well, <clears throat> let me try it. Bicycle of death. There we go. Ach, oh, mein Lieben. My Lieben. I think I'm naked. <laughs> Don't be a sauerkraut, follow Bicycle of Death. He's the inspiration for this shit, so. Um, and I did bike, I did purchase Return to Castle Wolfenstein through GOG the other day. Um, the controller support for it is abysmal, non-existent. I gotta, I gotta configure it. Because um, I never played it with mouse and keyboard. I probably ne won't play it with mouse and keyboard. Uh, and I think I have it for the original Xbox. I think. I don't know, though. Hey, Elk, how you doing, buddy? Um, but, uh, Wolf, Wolf 3 came in 92? Yeah, okay, 92. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then when Doom came out, um, he said, yes, I want to replay Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yes. Um, but I know I had it for the original Xbox. Whether or not I still have it is a question mark. I don't know. Because um, all of my physical games, with very few exceptions, are in a gigantic box in storage right now. Um, which is part of why I can't show those off. I, I can't do the traditional passion thing that Bike was asking me to do. Um, this is probably a mod for it plus HD textures. Yeah, I think that if I am able to, because I got it off GOG for a reason, so I wouldn't have to worry about running it through Steam. And I think if I can find the right mod that adds control, good controller support and has better textures for it, I'm like totally fucking in. Like I'll play the shit out of that game. It's notoriously hard though. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that that house fire happened. I sold off or it got stolen or whatever. A lot of my stuff, a lot of my stuff. Um, and I had an opportunity to, to take our family's old 386 when mom died. I powered it up. It, it doesn't work. It's all, it's totally fucked. Like I looked at a little bit of research and I couldn't get it running. So I was like, fuck it. Um, Skeletor says, I'm most passionate about making art and improving my techniques. Not for the money, not for the fame. Not for the money, not for the fame. Just for everything I do and look to sound like Skeletor. Okay, I, I lost the rhythm. There's a... Oh, wait. Okay, that's what it is. It's, it's like power of love. Not for the money, not for fame. Just make everything looking good as it can. This game, I can't do it. I am trying to. You, okay, you now need to redo the power of love, and take that quote and work it in lyrically into that song. That is my challenge to you, sir. Speaking of lyrically, I I have to get to work on that this week, probably tomorrow night. Well, probably not. Really Chill with the host. Which um, Ask Warwitch if he knows. You mean about the the mods and shit? I will. I will reach out to him. Dude was watching my VODs the other day, apparently, and it scared the shit out of me. I mean, it's not scary, but when someone that, you're, that you really look at from a technical and artistic standpoint is kind of like the standard, and they're like, hey, I'm watching your VODs, you're like, Jesus Christ. You know, it, it's, uh, it's intimidating. 
but it was very invigorating to hear him say that. And to say it live on stream, like, I was like, <gasps> why are you watching my VOD? Like, I'm scared. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. You know. <sighs> Skeletor is going more for Tornado's Assault. You could, we'll do both. Do both, dude. Not for the money. Just not more fame. Just for everything I do to look and sound like a Skeletor band. I, I, I'm trying to, like, hammer that in. It's not working. Warwitch did voiceovers. That's right, he did. He did voiceovers for Returning Castle Wolfenstein Enemy Territory. I knew that. I fucking knew that, and I forgot it. I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad, bad boy. We're gonna get in trouble. Tom says, that said, an easy way for people to know my early gaming experiences is just watching when the first When That Rolled podcast we did years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's still on YouTube. I think it is. It should be. Morgan says, I am passionate about helping others and sharing knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Okay, cool. Because I have them all. I have all the files. Um, what I should do? Nay, what I am going to do? Because the that rule Twitch still exists. I should upload all those videos there as well. That way there's another place to put them. That way we can link it there and stuff like that. So that's a thing. But yeah, gaming um, just, it, it kind of filled that, that place that a lot of people have with sports for me, and it's a social thing as well, so. Um, but, you know, you guys know that about me. Like, you know I like Destiny and all that shit. Um, we've talked about that at length. We've talked about metal, but let's talk about some stuff we don't talk about. Let me talk about some shit I don't talk about. This is what my bike did. He's like, I want to know what really makes you tick, dude. I'm going to show you guys something. Some of you have seen this before. Some of you have. I don't know if I've seen it, but I want to show you. This, what I'm about to show you, is a one-of-a-kind, handmade voodoo doll of Spider-Man based on Steve Ditko's costume design. It was given to me as a gift in 2014. Handmade, hand-stitched. And it was made because basically the, the person that got it for me wanted to get me, found out about this person that makes these dolls, wanted to get me a, a Godzilla one. But the person tried it and they were having issues with, hang on, with getting the tail and the fins to work. So as a backup, she was like, well, get him a Spider-Man one instead. And she knew that I was heavy into the Ditko design. And said, make sure you base it off the original, like, Amazing Fantasy 15 in the first couple issues of Spider-Man. And they did. And it's an amazing piece of work. And it's held up for five years. You can't be that. Eddie Brock would have killed one of those voodoo dolls. You're absolutely right, Troy. Spider-Man was my first comic character or cartoon character love. I loved Godzilla as a kid. And we'll talk about Godzilla but Spider-Man I really latched onto, and it never went away. In the sense that, like, I identified with that character. In that, no matter how well things were going in one part of his life, something else has fallen apart somewhere else. He was human. He had real problems. He had real issues that he was trying to work through. And he, and he used his sense of humor to get through the rough patches. Spoilers, that's where I got that from. 
you know, I started doing a lot of self-deprecating humor in stressful situations to get through. I still do that. Obviously, you guys know that I do that a lot. So there is that. Um, and that character just always inspired me. Like, it was because of Spider-Man that I started drawing. Yeah, bitch, some of you guys didn't know that. I used to draw comics for fun. I had, I had my own comic strip. I had my own comic characters and shit. I had this, these fantasies of working for Marvel and shit. I never, my artistic talent never got to the place where I could have, I never would have been able to do that kind of art. I didn't have that kind of aptitude. My brain, the way that it works in terms of its sequential order and stuff like that, like it never would have quite, I know I would never have been to that level because I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and there was, it, I never quite got there. So I would have been very good, I think, at storyboards for movies. I would have been very good at um, like plotting things and so forth, like basic stuff. Because I can, I can storytell very well, um, but my finished art is not nowhere near as good uh, as it needs to be at that level. But I just had a huge passion for comic art. Still do. I, just, I don't draw anymore, though. Main reason being my wrist is destroyed from years of drumming and mouse and all that stuff. So when I use a pencil or a pen and I write, it physically hurts. So like anytime I have to fill something out, I always ask, is there an electronic version I can fill out? That's true. I, I can't, like writing physically hurts. Handwriting anything hurts after more than like 30 seconds. And it sucks. Because I, I don't have carpal tunnel, but I just have... Um, it's just my, my wrist is just overworked and shit. But yeah, I can sit there and drum all day long. No problem. But because of the muscles that I use and the strain that it does when I start doing that shit, it just, forget it. Forget it. But I also wrote my own stories. I still have one of the comic books somewhere. Somewhere. Um, and uh, I, I wish I knew where it was. I don't know where it is. But I'm pretty sure that I got a hold of it um, when I was back home. I don't remember, though. But, but writing was something that, you know, I won an award for, for writing when I was in seventh grade. What I didn't tell anybody was I took some of the story ideas from a book that I'd read and just adapted them and then wrote my own dialogue. Um, whoops. <laughs> but that's where I won the award. But it, but it gave me enough confidence to write things um, that were totally original. And I just kept getting accolades for that. I, I, I loved putting my thoughts into written form because when I could do that, there was no one to interrupt me. I could reform my thoughts because this is going to sound really strange to you guys, but self-expression is something that I struggle with to this day. For every word that comes out of my mouth, there are 15 that don't make it out of my brain. They don't make it from my brain to my mouth because my brain is always has 15 to 30 different ideas going at any given time. And sometimes that's why you'll see me tweet late at night when I have an idea, and that idea never comes to fruition because by the time I wake up the next morning, I've got 30 more ideas in my head. And uh, so I've learned to kind of prioritize things based on what I'm really, really, really into, and it sticks. Snowflow to the snowflow! 
Snowflow's here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I love me some Snowflow so hard. Go follow Snowflow. What in the hell? I added her without shouting her out. That's so fucking stupid. I was so excited that I didn't even get the command right. How fucking cool is that? We were just talking about Spider-Man as a character, and that was the last game she was streaming. Go snow! Go snow. Don't at me. Oh, shit, no, you're not supposed to see that yet. <laughs> I'm doing good. Except that I'm fucking OBS up. Troy says, I can relate. I feel like a web browser with 15 tabs open. Dude, you are a web browser with 15 tabs open all the time. So am I. That's part of why we get along so well is that we understand. Like, that's the thing. Like, Troy has me working on a project, which I'm not going to divulge for, for reasons. But um, he asked me like two months ago or something. And then it finally came to fruition like a couple days ago. We haven't talked about it, but there's this understanding that, like, he knows I'll get to it. He might have to remind me in like a week, but he knows I'll get to it. <laughs> and that's one of the things, like, he knows. Like, he fucking knows. Which is, ow, I just poked my glasses. Hurt, hurt my face. Happy Monday to you too, Zombiefoot J. Did you change your name? Did you change your name? You had to change your name. You did, didn't you? <laughs> Snowflow says, I'm like a browser with 15 tabs open that's frozen. I mean, because like you have all those ideas and you don't know which way to go. Is that, is that why? 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 I bet it is. Zombiefoot J. ZFJ. ZFJ does kind of roll off the tongue, dude. No, man. No, man. Zombiefoot J is way more personable. Because anytime you put gaming, anytime you put the word gaming in your brand, it detaches the person from the idea. It, 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 t it tends to signal that you have weak branding. And Zombiefoot is not weak at all. So ZFJ, Zombie Foot J, like that's hardcore, dude. Do you have to redo all your logos and shit? Yeah. Is it worth it? Fuck yeah, it is. Fuck yeah, it is. Zombie Foot J, ZFJ. Yo, I'm part of the ZFJ. Like, come on. ZFJ community. How, it just rolls, dude. So don't, don't think twice about it. Hang on to it. I like it. If you change it, you might ha have to start calling yourself Zombie Feet. Because I'll take your other foot. God damn it! Muscle memory's a bitch. Because I always go back to... It's crazy. Zombie foot does not equal Achilles heel. Lameo. Orkins is on a browser of 25 plus tabs open with no pop-up ad blocker. I'm not even sure what that means. I think Elk just loves doing the bit cocky. He's just like, ha 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 ha. How are you guys liking that new emote, by the way? Well, it's not new. We've had it for a while, but it's new to Twitch. We've had it in, in BTTV for a long time, but the new one um, is the, the Gasm. 
the lewd. There it is. There it is. Looks pretty, doesn't it? Can't wait to get the other ones in. So a lot of you are here, and I, I wanted to ask you a question. I might as well ask you guys, because um, why not? So what I was thinking, when we, when, when we eventually hit that 49-sub point goal, um, and, and they have that fifth slot available, which is, I think, uh, May, I want to say, what I want to do is bring the original Ghostzilla down to that fifth slot, and then there's going to be an empty spot where the Tier 3 was. And I have two ideas for Tier 3. The first one is to take the Ghostzilla and change the coloring so it looks like it's made of gold or platinum or something. Or like a, like a mechanized, like a mecha Ghostzilla, right? Or maybe have... Um... So Elijah, thanks for that uh, follow. Or have like Grindzilla in like a monk hood. So like the, the whole Disciples of Grindzilla thing. So it'll be kind of like this with the hood covering. So you just see his nose and his hands will be together like. So I don't know which one of those is better. I'm leaning towards the monk one. But when I had the idea for the Mecha Ghostzilla, I kind of like that too. Um, so like. Um, I don't know which one's going to be better for you guys, but you let me know. You let me know. Like you don't have to make a decision today because we got time, obviously. I just want to see what you guys think. But, uh... Zombie says, Funny story, I severed my Achilles tendon throwing someone in a judo tournament. My legs were fucked from an early age. Oh, dude. <laughs> Bike says, I'm Netscape Navigator 2.0. Jeez, that's going back a ways. Uh... Elk says, maybe do both and do a vote in Discord. I mean, that's the thing, is that I don't know if I'm going to be able to do both. I don't know. Uh, Jeeves, where can I find low-res butt stuff that will load on quick on 56K dial-up? <laughs> my analogy seems to have resonated with a lot of people. Hey, that's, that's kind of an allegory for your whole life, Troy. You know, maybe you don't have the exposure that a person of your talent should, but every time someone is around and they hear you say or do something, it does resonate. Never forget that. <laughs> Please see Google. Thanks, Jeeves. JT Corpse, what's up, buddy? My Vermintide man. JT Corpse, have you formally met Bicycle of Death? Have you? Because if you haven't, you need to. And um, I'll break your legs if you don't, because that guy plays Vermintide. And you're both metalheads. Bicycle of Death. JT Corpse is in a band called Gravehill, one of the bands that we used to tour with extensively. Bicycle of Death is a, is a death and black metal enthusiast. You two are like bread and butter and other things that are lewd. You guys need, you guys need each other in a very real way. I'm just saying. You guys, peas in a pod, meat in a stew, dick in a butt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something. Mike says, Troy, I like you a lot. You're intelligent as hell, and when you speak, you're precise. He is very much so. Um, if you like Troy, like there's a ton of old podcasts he and I did that I have in various places. I will try to get them in a centralized place, like that ruled uh, Twitch, and uh, send you a link so you can just check them all out, because he, we've had so many like hours and hours and hours of discussions that are recorded in various places. 
Also, go to his YouTube channel, and there's like fucking 40 episodes of the Isometric Perspective where you just get to hear him gush over video games and shit. So, Troy is an effective person to listen to, absolutely. And in case you guys didn't know, I'm not off topic. I'm super passionate about you guys, my friends. <laughs> you see what I did there? Because it's 100% true. I am surrounded by an amazing group of creative and thoughtful individuals, and I love gushing about you guys. Didn't know about Grave Hill. Well, you've heard about him. You, I just, maybe you just didn't know him by name. I've talked about him many times. Um, talk with Bicycle on Twitter and Twitter. You need to do it more, JT. You need to do it a lot more. Like, a ton more, dude. Uh, speaking of Troy, he absolutely helped me out when I was in a writing funk thanks to a podcast he ran for a while. Even maybe go back and edit something I'd written for fun to flesh it out a bit. So I fit it in his podcast. The two-page podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never did participate in that, but I was really intrigued by the idea. So, it's good shit. Zombie said, I've watched a couple hours of you on podcasts over the weekend. My subscribe feed got bombarded with alerts. Of me on podcasts? Oh, because I had, a, I had a couple releases on YouTube and shit. <laughs> Snow says, oh God, I fucking love bread. Well, me too. I'm fighting the urge to just go get a loaf of, of French bread after the, the show because I've been craving it lately. I've been really craving it. JT says, I'm going to sign up for some of them Friday the 13th game nights. Do it. Do it because you would be a lot of fun there. You'd be like, I'm a camp counselor. <laughs> you know, it would be great because you're, you're silly. And also, also, I'm just saying, your Jason persona needs to be the Norskin. Be the Norskin if you're Jason. I'm telling you, dude. People will die laughing, and then they'll laugh so hard they'll come back to life and they'll die again. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, be the Norskin as Jason. Snowflow says, if God truly loved us, bread would be good for you. Oh. Truth. But I don't want to get into a religious debate about it. But I agree that, that, that uh, there would be more... I, I think you'd have more people going to, uh, to their, their religious uh, place of choice whether it's a church or a temple or what have you, if bread were good for you. I think so. Bring the Norskin for some kills. Fuck yeah, dude. Sign-ups are open. Uh, I haven't put my hat in the ring, but obviously I, I know I'm there. So. There. Now I can say I'm in. Uh, there. Now I just made it official. Basically, Mike, I'll always be there unless I tell you otherwise. But I know that every, a lot of people have probably said that, and you want people to actually physically say it, which is the only fair way to keep things going. Why am I saying this out loud? Close tab. <laughs> Roy says, I love watching the F-13 streams. Goes great with a bowl of popcorn. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it? Like, the only thing, the first few weeks... It was hard for me to come in and play because I was having so much fun watching. Um, Orkin says, doesn't bread represent flesh in some religions? How metal? It's brutal. Fucking brutal. It's shit. You're absolutely right. Super fucking metal. You know, but there's only one thing you need to do with bread. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your, put it in your, put it in your mouth. That's it. 
That's all you have to do with it. It's super simple, dude. So we talked about gaming. We talked about you guys. We talked a little bit about metal. How about Spider-Man? Let me talk about Godzilla for a second. So it says, does that make me a cannibal? Yes. Makes you a cannibal. Absolutely. You totally. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. So Godzilla. Um, as long as I can remember. As long as I can remember. Uh, I, I, my first memory of Godzilla is of watching the Godzilla Hanna-Barbera cartoon and of my aunt and uncle having this, the old Godzilla's toy that like had the sparks come out of the mouth and shit. And I loved that. I was just in love with it. Because it was like a dinosaur, but way more badass. And then I started watching the Godzilla films. You know, fucking awesome. Melzilla, yeah, you go. Melzilla. Melzilla. Well, Mel, Mel was the, that's the thing. It's not, because the, my character in, okay, what, what Mike is referencing, I believe, is my PlayStation Home story from Saturday. My character, the me, wore a Godzilla suit. Mel was the Velociraptor that I rode in-game. So it's, a God, it's Godzilla riding a Velociraptor. The Velociraptor was named Mel. So, don't get it twisted. But that is where the whole Grindzilla thing was actually born. Because I'm Grindhead Jim and I'm in a Godzilla suit. That's where that all started. And that was the summer before PS4 came out and the summer before I started streaming seriously. But all kind of links together. But like, for me, Spider-Man kind of represents the, the way I see myself. Godzilla represents the way I want others to see me, if that makes sense. So Spider-Man, he's a smart, powerful dude, but he's very self-deprecating and always feels like he's fucking up. But Godzilla is how I want to project myself to the world as this guy who's confident and able to, you know, take down any problem. You now know way more about me than you probably ever did right there. Bloodshot says, good day, sir. Hope you're enjoying your Monday and hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I am, and I hope you are enjoying everything ever. Period. Bloodshot's amazing. I love that dude to death. Great, great member of the, of the clan C4DC which is about to get a lot bigger, I hope. Because we are launching uh, the clan in Division 2 as soon as we're able to. Um, and I am very excited about that because there are a lot of folks from the Death Cult that want to come in. And that means we're going to have super experienced Division players coming in. We've got some members of the clan that are already really invested in the Division, like Charger, Hawk, and Bacon. So I think that we're going to have a really strong uh, representation on PC for Division 2. Huge. Which is really exciting that we right out of the gate we're gonna have a huge PC community for that. So super stoked about that, man. But like Godzilla, just seeing how he did not give a fuck, Godzilla's like and just knock shit over. Um, and he always, even when he was fucking shit up, he had somewhat good intentions. Even when he was fucking up Tokyo, he's like. This is what you get for having nuclear weapons. You need to stop this shit. Or when he's a hero, he's trying to help people out. Like there was, but there was always a message to it. There was always a reason behind it. It was never just a mindless, stupid thing, ever, from day one. And that's one of the things I always latched onto with Godzilla is that sometimes it might be silly, it might be scary, it might be 
the Robocop might be fun, but it's always there's an underlying thing to it. Um, and it never, never really wanted to insult its audience, even though they did kind of go towards kids for a while. It was never to the level of like Gamera, or, or pardon me, Gamera or Gamera or <laughs> as I call them, um, or any of the other like knockoffs. There was always something to it. It had, it had some substance, and uh, it just something about big monsters fighting each other is, is philosophical to me on some level. So Shiro's host to me. Boom. That's how life works. Tom says, even though I don't watch it as often as I used to, I still feel I'm passionate about pro wrestling. If I actually lived somewhere that had a local feed, I would absolutely be trying to get involved. A local federation, pardon me. I would absolutely be trying to get involved in some capacity, whether it be helping out backstage or actually doing stuff on the shows proper. Yes, I definitely get that. Um, I've always liked wrestling, but I but my interest kind of ebbs and flows, and because and, WWE is like it, it kind of. You, 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 you. I honestly think I'm not going to like the product again until fucking Triple H is in charge. Till Vince steps down, I'm not going to be happy because Vince just is clueless. The only thing is keeping that thing alive is Triple H and some of the writers. And even the writers are kind of fucking clueless. But without, without Triple H and his input in what that product is right now, it'd be done. It'd be so done. Jay says, I, Zombiefoot Jay, I should say, I used to love wrestling until MMA took off, and now it just doesn't feel the same. Um, I'm with you on that. Troy says, as a fellow lifelong Godzilla fan, I can't thank you enough for introducing me to Monster Island Buddies. Monster Island Buddies. Rawr! Dude, that show. I haven't been watching it for a while because with Monster Island Buddies, when I want to sit down and watch it, I want to watch it for hours. So I haven't watched it in like a year and a half because <laughs> I've been just waiting. I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing. For those of you who don't know, Monster Island Buddies is this completely original um, animated show, which um, he just, he, he literally just has the figures. And he moves him like this, and then he does voiceovers with like digital effects and shit. And he has this, this whole storyline that isn't really related to anything. And every character has a different voice, and it's, it's just brilliant, brilliant. Not quite machinima, because it's, he's using figures, right? But it's so fucking good. It's so fucking funny. Um, and he's kept it going for years, you know? And you get to see characters like you may never see on film again, like Jet Jaguar and stuff. Um, Geigen is amazing, yes. Uh, Zombiefoot says, have you seen how many Mexican supplements Shane McMahon has been eating? I don't even know, dude. If by that you mean burritos, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, to me, a Mexican supplement is a chimichanga and some rice. Uh, a main Dan? Amandan? Is it Amandan? 15? So I've been streaming le lately and no one will watch. Any tips? I don't want to self-promo, so no one from here go watch. No, no, that, that's a fair question. I mean, it is AMA, and, and I appreciate the respect it took to say I'm not trying to promote myself. Um, you, want to, you want to know why no one will watch. I mean, that, that's a really... Um, it's a difficult question to answer without knowing more about what you do. So, for, first of all, if you want to really know the best ways to get people to watch your stuff, look up Ashney Christ. I'm going to throw her in the chat here, okay? This is the best streaming resource you will ever get. That lady right there. 
She's a Twitch partner, a YouTuber, one of my favorite people in the fucking world. We've been friends for years, and I just kind of watched her grow. And she knows more about streaming than anyone in the world, in my opinion. So that's your best resource. But as far as why people aren't watching, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, big one is going to be game choice. Big one is going to be game choice, what you're doing. So it's not just what you're doing, but how you're doing it. So if you're streaming something that everyone else is streaming, there's no incentive for anyone to watch you unless you're doing something truly unique on the platform. And even if you're doing something truly unique, how do you get eyes on you if you're constantly um, at the bottom of a directory? It's very difficult. Um, JT Corpse with a great thing. If I go to a channel, especially if it's offline, um, and I see nothing underneath the, for like there's no panels, there's no anything, here's the message that it sends. The message that sends is that I either haven't thought to or I'm unwilling to put in the effort to show you what I'm doing, to tell you what I'm about. And that makes you anonymous, which makes me uninterested. Like, I can go watch anybody. I can click on any one of a thousand people. Um, and I'll, I'll, if I can just take a look at their page, read just a few things, and get a bit of an idea um, of what they're about. It'll give you an idea of whether or not I want to hit the follow button. But if I am on Twitter, I see someone say something cool, I will then go to their Twitter page, read a little bit, go to their Twitch profile, but the Twitch profile has no information on it, nothing from me. And that's not meant to be a slight against anyone, or especially not you personally, but that's just something that in my brain, there's certain things that just turn me off, and like a lack of information, like I'll even take too much information over not enough. Um, just having the offline screen alone isn't enough. You have to, because the thing is, I can't click on that screen to get to you. You have to understand that people are inherently, if, if, if you're trying to sell something to someone, because that's what, what any kind of content really is at the end of the day, you are selling yourself and your ideas to other people. And if you want to sell yourself to other people, you have to make it as easy for them as you possibly can. If I can't click on it, I don't care. I am not going to take the time to type in your social if you give me zero reason to be interested. But if you give me a reason to be interested and you give me something to click on, I'm more likely to give you a chance. The more that you can, the more you can tell us about yourself in short things and so forth. Like just recently over the weekend, you look down there, I completely revamped my about me because I'm like, that isn't really accurate to what I'm doing now. So I just revamped the whole thing this weekend because it needed to be done because I wanted it to be reflective of what I really do, you know? So I made it that way, you know? But yeah, like the more things you give people to click on, the more things that you enable them to, to come into your world, the more welcoming you make it, the better off you're going to be. That'd be, like, um, that'd be like saying when I'm not home, like my address is outside. You know, I don't know. That's, not a, that's a bad analogy. But the point being that you need to give people a reason to stay. You have to invest in yourself in a way that is visible to others to allow them to even entertain the thought that you're worth investing in yourself. You know, you know what I mean? You know, I put a lot of time into making sure that 
you know, my socials look good and, and it represents me and, 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 and the graphics and everything work. Um, but the other thing, and this is one of the most underutilized aspects of content creation, surround yourself with people that are creating content that you like. Even if it's not the same kind of content, or even if it is, doesn't matter. You know, and I'm not going to use the word networking because it's stupid. Just make friends, like hang out and get to, and find communities that you relate to on a personal level, and hang out, have fun, get let people get to know you. People that like you will come watch you. On the and here's the thing, here's the big thing that very very few people will admit out loud. People will watch content they don't particularly like if they like the person. It's true. Built my stream on that shit. Um, and if you did the networking, people be watching you. Harsh but true. If you really did that, people be watching you. True story. You didn't. You may have started to build relationships with people, but like, you didn't, because I don't know you. I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize you personally. Please don't take it that way. But if you actually did the thing, it would happen. Because if people, like, if people like you as a person, they'll come watch you no matter what you're doing. You know, I played nothing but Destiny for like two years. And people that hate Destiny watch me. One of my favorite people, one of my best friends, my little brother in streaming, Bicycle Death, who uh, uh, was here earlier, he, he hates Destiny. <laughs> Hates it, but he would come watch me anyway because he loves me and I love him. We're very good friends, uh, but we became friends through streaming. You know what I mean? And he played Division, which I fucking hated. And because of getting around him and his community and seeing why they like it, I, I'm I'm into it now. I'm not super into it, but like, I appreciate it and I have fun playing it. And that's that's something to be to to, to say about my people friends. Zombiefoot says. It took about two weeks just to infest people's chats and get to know communities. Within those two weeks, I hit affiliate. There you go. Uh, and Corpse had the same experience. Jay says, Jim will tell you it was hard to move without seeing me in the chat. That's true. And I appreciated that um, because that shows investment. And Jay doesn't just infest chat. Like, he's involved. He, wa he wants to be involved. You can't just lurk in a chat and expect it to pay off. Um, Corpse says, I'm now dual streaming and playing alongside the bigger streamers to help me get my affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Um, and it all comes back to being not, you know, you don't have to be likable, but be your best person. You know what I mean? Put your best foot forward. Be emotionally honest. Be Be you. You can be an augmented version of yourself, but be yourself. Like, don't try to be something you're not. Because if you do, eventually, that facade, that mask will slip, and you'll lose everything. So, <laughs> Zombie Foot's like, I don't listen to your requests. I'll follow you if I fucking want to. Bitch. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, hey, my best foot is plastic. There you go. It's fair. I get it. But like, that, that to me is what it boils down to. It's like, see, this, this kind of conversation, that's how you get to know people. Like, 
Um, on the on, so it's a weird balance when we talk about what you're streaming. Um, you want to play something you're having fun doing, but you also want to balance that against something that's going to be seen. Like what we're going to be streaming here in a moment is Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Doesn't have a very active directory, but for those that are really passionate about that game, they're really passionate about the game. And there are going to be some people that'll come in and and, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, here's what's going to happen. They're going to come in, they're going to try and tell me how to play the game, and I'll tell them to fuck off. <laughs> and but at the same time, they might stick around because they just love watching the game played. But it's not a, a hugely not a hugely popular game. It's kind of like Watch Dogs in that respect, where Watch Dogs doesn't have a huge following on Twitch, but there are folks who will just seek out Watch Dogs streamers. So when I stream it, you always get a few extra people and shit. Um, but like Destiny, I've kind of made a name for myself there to a small degree, and people kind of know me as the Destiny guy. Uh, and then on the other hand, I started doing these talks before streams just because it's something people have always told me. They, they just love hearing me talk about stuff. It's like, why the fuck do I just make that officially something? Like, Murder officially is one of my favorite people in the fucking universe. I love you, bitch. I love you, bitch. I love you, bitch. Oh my god. I ain't gonna never stop loving you, bitch. No worries, Amandan. Thanks for stopping by, and thank you for the follow. We'll see you again, I'm sure. We will have a great stream. You take care, man. But murder. How are you doing, murder? Just chatting is fun, man. I love doing it. I love doing it. And it's something that I don't think everyone can pull off. You know what I mean? A um, friend of mine who I've known for a couple years through uh, Twitter, Death in Heels, um, she started a new YouTube channel and has been kind of making the rounds. She's kind of doing everything... Um, you know, pretty, pretty well, and she recently followed the channel, and which is really cool to me. I, I guess she never really knew what I did, and she's been, like, leaving comments on YouTube and stuff, which has been really encouraging. She's like, you should be on radio. I'm like, isn't podcasting the new radio? But that's the thing. It's like, she's getting to know me through the YouTube content where all it is are these chats just bumped over to YouTube. There's no gaming content there at all. I'll talk about it, but it's not like there's no gameplay anymore. So. Zombiefoot says, you just have to have the right kind of flow to pull it off. Convincingly, I never thought I would enjoy just chatting as much as I do. Once you get on a roll and you start talking, it's, it's not that difficult. Um, I, I kind of liken it, any kind of speaking like podcasting or this, to it's kind of like fighting combos in a fighting game where you have to be doing something and know what the next button press is going to be. You have to be one or two steps ahead of yourself, typically speaking, to be able to pull it off. But that's the same with streaming in general. You have to be able to speak to no one. And just chatting is the same thing. And then if you're lucky, you have people that watch you and you can interact and bounce things off of them. But you have to have something to talk about. You can't wait for someone to give you something to talk about. You have to create that. So, Zombie's used to speaking to nobody because he has a background on radio. I did not know that. It's pretty fucking cool. Murder says, I'm cold. The power's back, but the house is taking actually forever to heat up. I'm glad the power's back. Thank fuck. I was worried about you. Um, JG Corp says, yeah, chatting streams, some chatting streams don't work. I can't do them. My train of thought gets too distracted. Jim is great at it. I don't, I don't know that I am, 
but I'm grateful that people think I am. <laughs> but I have years of practice at it, you have to understand. You figure for the last five, six years, I've been doing almost seven years now. I've been doing podcasting in some form. Um, and it is something that it, it's, it, it's, you may have a natural gift of gab, but getting to a place where you can fill emptiness with sound that makes sense, it does take time. It's just like music. Think about it like that. It's very much like jamming out of nowhere. So if you can like, so if you start approaching speaking to people, the way you approach just playing guitar or bass, I think if you think of it in those terms, it might be easier for you. I don't think, I don't think you suck at speaking at all. I've known you a long time. You are a great conversationalist. You just need to allow yourself to just do it. Uh, Jill says, Hey everyone, sorry for the belated greetings. I was putting a bed together. New bed? New bed is new. Yay bed. I love Jill very much. Tom says, it's kind of funny. I feel like I'm better at talking to no one when I'm recording something as opposed to a live thing like streaming. I get where you're coming from on that. I think there's a perceived pressure there when it's live. Um, because with live stuff, there's no... You know, there's no way to edit it after the fact. I mean, there technically is, but when you're live streaming, like if there's a mistake that happens, like you're stuck with it, you have to atone for it. And that can create anxiety. You have to understand that the reason people watch live streams is the excitement of it just being a real thing and it being live. So if you embrace that rather than fearing it, I think you'll find that it's a lot easier than you give it credit for. Because you do have a great on-camera presence, Tom. So embrace it. I think you're going to be fine. Murder says it was a long night. Kitties were freezing, so I put them to bed with me under three big blankets and tried to keep them warm. Furry little ears and tails were very cold. Yay, new bed frame. We'll do a live. Fuck it. We'll do a live. It's true. 100% true. Guys, my hair is getting to that place. Starting to do the, doing the curl. This is normally the place where I get really fucking fed up and cut it. I hate this. But I'm not going to do that this time. I do have to get my undercut though it's 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 too long if i can grab my hair on the sides and back which i can i can eh, needs to go <sighs> but the hair growing i'm committed to doing it this time i'm committed to it because now that i've i i committed to doing the, the undercut uh it's gonna be a lot easier when i was trying to grow it during um jim's awkward long hair phase yeah but when i was growing my hair during that rule i had it the, all the way down to here and then I cut it. Had I just cut the sides and back at the time, I probably would have been okay. It was, it was nuts. But I cannot grow a full head of hair. I can't. It's too much hair. So I have to do the undercut. I'm kind of like Jason Newstead in that respect. I have to do that. Uh, Oregon says, I grew mine out starting at 13 because, because it curls. Yeah, yeah. Well, I grew mine out. Mine was long for a long time when I was like 18 to like 20. And I cut it uh, for a job and then I just never grew it back. And I kept, I've tried to grow it back two or three times since then and I just get fed up with it. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that this time. That's the plan. Uh, Almond Don says, as I was talking to you and eating pizza, I jumped to three viewers. You're streaming right now? Jeez. Spoiler alert. Um, if you're streaming 
and you're participating in someone else's chat, if you're streaming and in someone else's chat, you're doing your viewers a disservice. And I have had a shaved head many times in my life, and I don't want it. So that's going to be a no. It's going to be a fucking no. There's plenty of, of content out there that shows my flat top. Yeah, don't do that, dude. Don't ever do that. Like, why is no one watching me? Maybe because you're in someone else's chat talking instead of streaming. Maybe that's it. Just saying. I stop. Okay. Troy says, it's like any art form. The more you do it, the better you get at it. I'm pretty excited to start streaming and telling stories. Dude, yes, yes, yes. Troy, as a streamer, is going to be amazing. I used to say would be amazing. Now it's going to, it is a will be, because he seems very committed to it, and I'm super excited about it. So you need to follow that motherfucker immediately. Immediately. Fucking do it. Fuck. Love that dude so much. Tom says, gotta love how you're growing your hair out, and I'm committed to being bald starting next month. <sighs> I get it. When I first met Tom, he had long hair, and based on what he just said, it sounded like he's losing some hair and just saying, fuck it. <laughs> you got a nice skull, though. So you'll, be, you'll be pulled off. You'll be pulled off. We're just like, hi, Troy. Hey, baby. How you up there in Canada? I love Canada so much. Do a charity thing. There you go. Yeah, our song request thing has a limit on it. You have to be in chat for, I forget how long it is. I, I have to figure it out. It's like at least an hour. Um, might be like four hours. We love Canadians around here. We really do. Hi, murder. So, we've talked about metal a little bit. We've talked about video games. We've talked about Spider-Man and Godzilla and you guys and, and, and content creation. You know, that's a big thing. You know, passion in general is something that everyone needs to find something that they're passionate about. And uh, I hope that I've given you guys at least a spark to remember what you love most and to, to embrace it and embrace yourself and not let anyone stop you from being passionate about something. So I appreciate you guys. But I think it is time for me to show some passion for something else, guys. I think it's time for that. Let's play a game. 